and welcome. In this session, we're going to be chatting to an internet entrepreneur about his 21 years making a living online. Paul Counts will also reveal how he got started whilst in second grade by selling t-shirts online from his parents' house. He'll also explain how he overcame many challenges along the way and how he now runs a multi-million dollar empire that he's managed to build from scratch and, more importantly, how you can do the same. He'll also explain how his journey has taken many twists and turns along the way, including how he got involved in two feature films and the pitfalls of getting involved in those feature films. So let's get started by welcoming today's guest, Paul Counts. Hey, thank you. So glad to be here. Excited to be a part of this program and thanks for reaching out. Well, you've been doing this for a long, long time. So first of all, congratulations on all your successes. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been doing it for over 21 years now. So this is my 21st year. Started in my parents' house at the age of 13. Uh, started with actually email marketing of all things for uh, people that were trying to buy t-shirts, custom screen print and embroidery. And then one thing just kind of led to the other. And we ended up being in a spot where we needed to have the actual website. And at that point, you know, the the owner of the company said, hey, you, uh, you know, uh, you wanted the website, you need to learn how to market it and from there my internet career was born if you will and I haven't looked back loved every minute of it and just thrilled to uh, still be doing this 20 some years later sounds like an amazing story Paul and and for anybody who's who's not heard of Paul Counts before maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about you know the the man the the way you got started and so on yeah yeah so the way I got started so a little bit more about you know, that side story. So when we were, I was 13 years old, I was selling t-shirts for a custom screen print and embroidery company. And to do that, we had to actually send proofs out to uh, local, um, to local schools and high schools. And I was hired just to be a junior sales representative. So I was in junior high and I was hired just to sell t-shirts to uh, my local school. And of course, me being the entrepreneur that I am, decided, hey, there's a lot more schools out there. So a good friend of ours, a family and the athletic director of the school gave me a, a manual that had all the athletic directors in the state with their email addresses. And so he said, hey, you could reach out to different schools. So I started doing uh, email marketing, emailing to them uh, direct through a Hotmail email address. But way back when, uh, when I was doing this, you could not send an attachment that was larger than 500 kilobytes so I could not send proofs so I told the the owner of the company I said look I said I'm trying to do my best but I can't send proofs we need to get a website so we can have a proper email and so at that point he actually told me you know, he said, hey, you got the website. Uh, we did get the website as you wanted. Now you learn to market it. And I started to research backlinking. I started doing search engine optimization way back when and started, you know, reaching out, doing press release marketing. He came back to me later, said, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't I refer you to a few friends of mine? And like I said, that's when things just really started to take off. And then a few years after that, I decided, okay, I can only serve one or two clients at a time. So I realized that there's a lot of money to be made if you create and launch your own products. And from there, I started creating uh, my own courses, my own video trainings, teaching people SEO, teaching people marketing online. Um, through the years, in order to stay relevant, I've had to you know make a lot of changes. Uh, some people probably recognize me from the Real Guys brand, uh, Real Guys, Real Money. Uh, we've had some great successes over at ClickBank, over on JVZoo, platinum seller on ClickBank, which which means we've sold you know millions of dollars over there. And then we've 
we've also had a tremendous amount of success as one of the top sellers over on JVZoo. So I've had a great career on uh, both platforms and I've been able to prove ourselves, you know, in, in this niche market. And fast forward to today, I'm now the uh, co-owner, co-founder of a company called Marketing Counts uh, with Shreya Banerjee. And we have the Marketing Counts podcast and we now consult and work with clients, um, including state farm agents, and helping them expand their reach through the internet. And we also host our own live events. So it's been quite the journey. Uh, that's kind of the shortened version of the career and kind of a little bit behind who I am and what I've done. Wow, it's an amazing story. And, and I guess from what you're telling me, Paul, is that it's almost that you kind of fell into this. It wasn't ever a plan of yours to do this right from the very start. Yeah, it was never it was never my plan. I, I really did just fall into this, and it was something that just kind of fell in my lap. Uh, as a kid, I actually really wanted to be a um, you know I wanted to have a job in sports. So I wanted to have a career as a sports uh, journalist and also as a um, you know as a sports broadcaster. That was kind of my ultimate goal uh, was to do that. And also, I was eyeballing coaching at the collegiate level, and so sports was my passion. I thought that's where I was going to be, and this really just fell into my lap and you know my brothers they were uh, either were a lifeguard at the pool or they also drove a wheat truck in the summer and I ended up starting to do marketing <laughs> at that age because I kind of fell into it so it was never uh, the plan I had uh, but it really just fell into my lap and just one thing led to another and here we are 20 some years later and I guess when you started Paul the barriers to entry were actually a little bit harder perhaps than they are today i know a lot of people think of it the other way around that you know it must have got harder over the years to get into this but would you say what would you say to that would you would you agree yeah i would say it was it was harder because back then there wasn't as much training there wasn't as much resources there wasn't as much knowledge you had to learn a lot on your own it was a school of hard knocks there wasn't the software that's available today i mean there's two schools of thought there so there's Part of me says, yes, it was it was much harder because there was a lot more. We didn't have faster internet. There wasn't, you know, we had to, I used to run a dial-up line for my parents. Um, you know, I was in a town, grew up in a town of 300 people. So I'd run a dial-up internet connection back to my room in order to do my internet stuff. So internet speeds are very slow. Technology wasn't there. Building web pages, you had to do more things manual. You had to use HTML coding. You had to learn the CSS. Now we have these amazing page builders, right, that you can just take and, and you have an incredible page builder and a nice landing page without having to know any coding. You can make graphics on the fly. You can outsource through companies like Fiverr on the fly, like just very quick and easy uh, to do those things nowadays. And so, you know, that's why I think it was more difficult back then. But then on the flip side of that, there was a lot less competition back there. Now there's a ton of competition. So you have to really have your marketing dialed in, which is, you know, hopefully that's, or that's going to be some of the stuff we'll be talking about. You have to have your marketing dialed in. You have to have your messaging, your, your foundation so that you can actually reach people today because there is so much noise and so much competition in this day and age. Uh, whereas back, back when we started, competition was a lot less. I really wish I knew kind of what I know now way back when uh, because I was even starting before Amazon was even getting going so you look at some of that and you go oh my goodness you know why where was I and uh, it's it's kind of wild when you look at that that journey but it's it's been fun throughout the process oh I can imagine and I bet the internet has changed so much since you got started a tremendous amount. The internet has changed so much uh, over the last 20 some years to the point where 
you know, it's it's just unrecognizable. I mean, the email, um, you know, email addresses are different. You know, Hotmail's were all popular, AOL emails, Juno emails, all the old school stuff. Uh, we were, I was just did a podcast uh, interview recently, and we were joking about people that have AOL emails and how old those are. Now everything's Gmail, and every you know the technology's changed. It was MySpace a few years, you know, quite a few years ago. Now everything's you know Facebook, and now Instagram's becoming the new thing. And you know, as a wise purchase decision by Facebook. And it's just every time you turn around, every couple years or something different. And, and you know, I, I take that back. It's not every couple years. It's literally every few months. And if you're not relevant, you're going to get left behind. And now even colleges are offering digital marketing degrees, which way back when I started, that was never a thing. Colleges were like, nope, we're not going to. They didn't realize how big of a thing it's going to be. And so now they're offering digital marketing degrees to people. I mean, that's how vast and, you know, how fast the internet's changed over time. And it's only going to change at lightning speed as we move forward. Oh, it's constantly evolving. You're absolutely right. And and would you say that um, when you first got started, Paul, there was there was a whole load of challenges that you battled to overcome? Or did you find it actually quite easy when you first got started? Yeah, it was not quite easy. It was it was very difficult. Probably the, the biggest challenges was it's really 90% mental. This business, just like any business, is is 90% mental. And, and I can tell you that because, you know, you if you're sitting there trying to build a web page and you're trying to get it correct and you're trying to set up your first site or you're trying to learn something, it takes a lot of hard work. You're going to have a lot of failures. You're going to have a lot of times where it doesn't go right. You're going to have those failures of, oh, I'm, you know, for everybody that visits my page, only only seven of a hundred visitors are going to buy if you have a decent conversion rate. You know, if you have an average conversion rate, maybe one out of every 99 people are going to buy. So you've got a pretty high failure rate. That's hard for a lot of people to swallow. So it's a lot of it's having positive mental attitude on it. The other part is you're going to have technology hiccups. It's inevitable. Back then we had them as I was starting out to this day, those those amazing page builders that I was referring to earlier, those things fail you constantly. The, you know, sometimes technology change, search engine algorithms change. We're, you know, as we do this, um, it, as you start every new year, every new year begins. So you start a brand new year. There is new changes that come out from the major platforms. We're talking Facebook. We're talking PayPal. We're talking Google. Amazon, it does not matter where you're selling. There's going to be privacy policy changes. There's going to be terms and condition changes that are going to literally set you back every single year. And so for people that are starting out today, those hurdles are going to happen. Back when I was starting, there was other hurdles. A lot of it was more you know, technology-based and kind of a, a lack of a, of a network and sphere of influence and people. Uh, but in this day and age, it's really about the major platforms. And you have to diversify. If you put all your eggs in one basket, like I know people that put all their eggs in Facebook for traffic. And that's a, a bad plan because Facebook at any point could shut you down. And I've, I've really focused over the years on just focusing on one core element, and that's building my list, building my email following. Sounds like, you know, really good advice. I mean, maybe you could tell me right now a little bit more about, you know, about your company today. You know, um, what it is you do? Tell us more about the podcast as well, how people can, can find out more about you. Yeah, definitely. So a little bit more about us. Um, you can find information about us at marketingcounts.com. Uh, one of the things we really focus on is helping businesses grow. So we we market for businesses. We help them scale uh, their traffic through Google ads, Facebook ads. We run retargeting ads, LinkedIn ads. Really, we help businesses 
with their traffic campaigns. We do search engine optimization. We do SEO. We help them with or- organic uh, traffic as well. We have clients that see a 650% increase in their organic uh, traffic and rankings. We help clients get record traffic. We help them generate leads, thousands of new leads into their business, regardless of the niche market. So we serve clients everywhere from churches to companies that are just went public in the biotech medical space. And we also work with state farm insurance agents, very popular insurance agency here in the United States. So we work with with a large amount of businesses. Uh, We have experience in a variety of spaces. We've sold everything from rubber gloves to pet products to you name it, insurance and ongoing uh, self-directed IRAs, financial, like basically to us, marketing is marketing. So we help clients generate more traffic and, and we do that through our podcast, through the training. We have live events that we hold called Marketing Counts Live Events. We have another one coming up and people can learn about us at marketingcounts.com. That's kind of our hub where they can start to learn more about the podcast as we have new episodes. They can, they'll can they be able to learn about the upcoming live events that we host. And so we do a combination of things that kind of separates us from the the herd, from the traditional digital marketing agencies we all hear about, is we like to be the ones that are training businesses in how they should hire people. So not only do we do the work for them, but we also help educate them. So if they don't work with us, they feel armed and equipped in order to go out and empowered to go hire the right company for their business. And that's something that we felt is really missing in this space. Uh, we've even done podcast episodes on you know myths that digital agencies are trying to tell you and how they're trying to sucker you in uh, to poor deals. And so our focus in our business in this day and age is helping customers and helping clients, whether they're small whether they're big so we have clients that have one employee you know it's their solopreneurs that we're marketing for them we have other companies that have hundreds and hundreds of employees that just went public and so we are run the gamut of companies that we serve and work with and we can help anybody succeed with their marketing we have it dialed into a system to where they can get traffic and we can help them get traffic quickly and we can lay out proven marketing campaigns that work extremely well for them Sounds great. I mean, and Paul, just to put some kind of like timeline against all of this, when did you get started online up to where you're at now with your current business? Yeah. So when I got started online, it was 19, uh, 1999, 1998 was actually that first year when I was really starting to do more of this. So 1998, I was 13, starting to do the email work. And then now, and I've taken a lot of changes throughout. So from 1998, I was in junior high, I was doing the email work, the custom screen print work. Then one thing led to another where I was doing services for clients. So believe it or not, I was doing kind of what I'm doing now, um, which is interesting because a lot of that, some of that has stayed the same. But I'm actually doing work like I was doing many years ago. And then I transitioned into info, the info product space, kind of like what a lot of the readers of this magazine are going to understand more and that's selling digital products it's selling information online through affiliate partners through your own traffic through your email list so i spent a lot of time doing that a lot of affiliate marketing affiliate marketing's really been my bread and butter over the years I've been a consistent six-figure earner as an affiliate uh, for going on 10 plus years now that's been a big part big backbone of my business and has helped drive me forward and a lot of these ventures did allow me to do to dabble in some fun things uh, such as producing two feature films. So I was a part of two feature films. Um, you know, one of the the films still got some legal issues behind it, but I was able to kind of you know put my toe in the water into another niche market and try something different. And it took a lot of um, you know stick to itiveness to get to that point. 
And then from there, then we started into, I met my business partner, uh, Shreya Banerjee, at a live event. And that's why we're so heavy about people attending live events. I don't care where you are, where you are in your business. I know Nick and Kate, they hold live events. And, and we tell people, we don't care where what you're doing in your business. You need to get out from behind your computer and meet people because there's powerful things that happen with those connections. That's why we host and hold Marketing Counts live events because it changes people's lives. And so it was about well, going on almost a, about a year and a half ago, we met, started working together. Here we are now as of the time of this recording. And so over the last year or so, it's been really focusing on our foundation. And over 2020, we're really getting the um, kind of you know, exploding out there in the market, if you will. And we've built up quite the clientele, a lot of amazing case studies. So, and that's our focus right now is helping businesses. We're doing less of the affiliate launch game, less of promoting other products and more helping businesses scale online and get more traffic, get more leads, get more exposure. You know, one of, the, one of the interesting things that you just mentioned is about the movies, of course. I think a lot of people's ears will have pricked up about uh, about the movies you've been involved in. It also seems to me like eventually there could be a movie about your life, Paul, about, about your yeah. achievements. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be fun. Um, there's definitely been a lot of grit involved to get to this point. So it, it would make for an interesting movie, that's for sure. Uh, the movies, yeah, the movies were very interesting. Uh, that The whole movie process that was one where i was brand new at it we ended up going sag which uh, for the here in the united states means the screen actors guild and those are all the the actors right that people recognize and so we had access to those actors we actually had some you know very successful actors and people that we actually had in this film and we were able to get access to them we filmed on the red cameras we filmed it all in under two weeks people in the industry said you could never make a movie they said you wouldn't have cool locations we were filming in downtown of of major cities we had all sorts of, of great shots and locations we were filming in we completed the whole thing then we ran into some legal issues which were you know slowly learning it's a learning process uh, but through that it led to another connection in another film we have another amazing storyline that we may bring to market in a few years and like you said it definitely is interesting that um, you know you could make a story about this uh, we we in fact have some of our content on Amazon Prime so our marketing counts content we actually have a dig if you type in digital marketing we actually have a training called digital marketing basics that's streaming on Amazon Prime uh, right now as well for people uh, but yeah as far as like the story goes it would be a very interesting story about you know how you this internet journey is and and how you can make it online well, you know, you've achieved so much already, and I'm sure there's still plenty to come. But what are you most proud of? Out of everything you've done so far, what would you say is your proudest achievement? I think it's the 21 plus years. And the other part is I never really missed any major moments of my kids' lives. That was also the big part for me. That's nice. That is nice. I mean, and you know, you, you talk about family. Obviously, family is very important to you. Uh, were your family and your friends supportive of you uh, from you know from your initial desire to get into this space? Have they always supported you? Yeah. Yeah, they have. So I've been in a very unique spot where my parents have been very supportive of me, and it was 
you know, one of those where they knew I was, you know, wasn't going to probably take the traditional route. I think they picked up on that. It was way, I mean, my entrepreneurial spirit started in the second grade. I used to sell pencils. So I would actually sell pencils to kids that did not come to class prepared. And my mom would actually buy pencils for me to have on supply to sell. So she's always, you know, they, they've always supported my entrepreneurial habits clear back to second grade. And they've always, uh, been a part of you know the the crazy things I did as a kid that wasn't normal, uh, like you know I was a ball boy at Washington State University, so a local a major college here, in the, and uh, that actually is very success had a successful football program um, when I was working there and. It was a lot of fun. Worked on the sidelines there, and just something just unique. I was from a small town, and my parents would drive two and a half hours for me to, you know, go work on the sidelines there, and and I was doing just this entrepreneurial business stuff. They were supportive of making sure I had the proper internet, and and they never, you know, questioned what I was doing majorly, and and so I always had good a good support system. And I and I know unfortunately it's not the case for everybody. It's uh, sometimes people. It's very common. I've I've witnessed it over the twenty years. People trying to get going. Maybe their spouse doesn't fully support them, or their, their uh, you know partner doesn't, or their fam you know close family friends. They might mock them or think it's funny, and and you know. But I've been for in that regards and you know but the thing is is that you just have to keep pushing if you have the passion to do it even though people might laugh at you or think you're silly or think it's crazy you just have to keep keep at it and to me consistency consistency counts if you're consistently doing something consistently making a step of action towards your business every single day then you're going to see results that start to pay off so sometimes it's hard for people to see those payoffs where or, or to understand like for example even this interview is a great example where I'm doing an interview here and somebody might say well how does are you getting paid for this interview and it's you know you you could say you know no or for another interview that I may do and they well no I'm not getting paid directly because to some people they just think everything should have a financial transaction behind it but it's all about laying the groundwork for future things right so somebody's going to read about Paul counts they're going to read about marketing counts in the future and they're going to come to marketingcounts.com and maybe do business with us because of something that resonated with them from what I did during this this interview and so those are the things where you're going to have people that are going to question what you're doing sometimes even if you're laying the foundation for your business they might say well that's crazy why are you investing the money here why are you doing this why are you doing that they're going to question every step and you just have to keep sticking to it uh, I've been fortunate though I have had a very good support system starting out and it just kind of built up to, to where I am today you're right so much, you know, when you say about, you know, doing interviews and, and being out there, being visible, it's almost like you're making an investment into your own business. You don't get the uh, the rewards, you know, immediately, but over time, like any investment, those rewards do start to come through. So that, I think that's really good advice, Paul. Um, what, yeah. And it leads me into my next question, I guess, which is, what would you say to somebody who's just starting out? How, how would you encourage them to get started? Yeah, I would I would encourage people really to get started. There's there's a lot of noise out there uh, if you're trying to start a business. And so what I would tell people the the major advice I would say is if you're out there struggling to, to discover your niche, your niche market and go, what is it that I should be selling online? Now, most of you listening, you probably already know what you're passionate about, what you should be selling. And I know a lot of people that are trying to get into the internet marketing space. They think to themselves, well, I'm just going to go 
sell internet marketing products. And that to me is just so wrong because it's a very saturated market by itself. And I tell people like, follow whatever you are passionate about, whatever makes you tick, try to sell that product. But at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be something you're passionate about either. It could be something that makes you money. And this is the big soapbox thing for me is I really don't care what it is I'm selling. As long as I can look you know, at my parents in the eye and my grandma and tell them what I sell online, I'm okay with that. And so I tell people it doesn't matter. And a great business case study of this is the person that developed the toilet bowl handles. He's not passionate about toilet bowl handles. He's passionate because that makes his family a lot of money because he devised the technology that makes that you know makes money um you know there's companies that sell just some of the most ridiculous mundane things like door handles and custom door handles well i'm sorry but that's not anything majorly exciting but there it makes people a lot of money so you don't have to to start a business and start out online it does not have to be a passion project. Some people are going to tell you and steer you the wrong way and say, it's got to be your passion. If you are passionate about it, great, then you know which step to go. But if it's not, you just need to get over, over that. But the first thing that I tell people is, is just start. You have to start somewhere that you can get paralyzed by, by not starting. The biggest mistake I made, the by far the biggest mistake that has cost me, I could safely say millions of dollars, was I did not start building my foundation, which is my email list and my audience. So at Marketing Counts, we teach people the three pillars of your internet business. We teach people your foundation, we teach people your traffic, and we teach people your engagement strategy. The foundation piece is you know, what's, it's, it's your website, it's your how you're generating leads, how you're getting people into your purchase process, how you're getting people to understand who you are are and what your business does. And so for us, we focus now, everything's on the foundation. So I don't care what niche market you're going in, capture people's information. That could be, in most cases, it's going to be the name, phone number, email address. In some cases, it may just be the email address. And I tell people all the time, I don't care what year you're listening to this recording, and it is still going to be relevant. Email marketing is still going to be relevant because at the end of the day, you own your email list. I took It took me over eight years before I decided to build my email list. You own your email list, and that is an asset that you own. You do not own the fans on your Facebook page. At any point, Facebook could shut you down. At any point, Google ads could shut you down. At any point, any of these major companies could change their terms and conditions, pull the plug on you. If you're focused on that for your business, you are going to fail. And so what I encourage people to do is really focus, really focus extremely hard on building an email list, building an email following, and then that way you can you can really grow and expand. And so whatever niche people get into, build that foundation, come up with something to give away, something of value. It could be a coupon code if you're a local business owner. The reality is, I'm not here to tell you to go start an internet business. If you have a passion for something, just get started and every single day make a small step of action towards that business. When I really successfully launched my business and went full time, I was, you know, I was actually going to college at the time. I was I was newly married and I was working the only job that I ever held. So it was the only job that I ever held, but I still managed to start my business to the point uh, where I could actually, um, you know, quit it completely, but before I was even done with college and was able to sustain and support a family. 
And so I was doing all that with the same 168 hours that everybody else had in the day. But I had everything against me. I was working a job that was working me to death. They were having me work. It was in. It was a job in sports. So I thought I had my dream job, right? That was wrong. I was working 60 to 80 hours per week at working in sporting events. I was also going to college online, online full-time at Washington State University, and I was newly married. Still managed to start my business because I was consistent with the time that I put towards my business. Even if it was a half hour here, 15 minutes there, I was consistent. And then suddenly revenue started to come in. Things started to happen. I could spend maybe a couple hours here. I had a window of opportunity here. And then that's when things really started to pick up. So that's that's the advice I would give people is make small, consistent steps of action. Shut down all those excuses you have. Like people are going to always, you're, you're going to, excuses are going to happen. You're going to say, ah, oh, this happens. There's no better time to start than right now because there's never going to be the perfect time in life. If you wait for the perfect time, you're never going to start. And I bet you can remember as well, Paul, and I ask this to everybody, but I bet you can remember the time you made your very, very first dollar online and the feeling that you got when that first dollar came through. Absolutely. Yeah, I can. I definitely can remember it. And it was, you know, selling a, a shirt order and it was selling it via email. And that, that was a very exciting, exciting process. And then I remember the first time I made my commissions with eBay Partner Network, first time making my first ClickBank sale, first time making my first um, PayPal sale. So like all the first, you still remember those. I still get giddy and excited when I launch a product and make my first product sale, whatever product I'm launching, even to this day. And when I close a new client, it's exciting because you've worked hard to get to that point. You've worked hard to close that deal and you should give yourself small rewards. I think that's a big part of, of making yourself not go crazy. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm not making six figures a year yet. I'm not making, you know, 10,000. I haven't made $10,000 online yet. Well, celebrate that $50, celebrate that first sale, celebrate whatever it is of small victories because then those small victories, as you celebrate them, you're going to feel good. And it's going to lead to bigger wins. That's what it's all about. No, that's great. Paul, what's next for you? What's, what, what are you working on next? Yeah, so the next thing we're really focused on is just taking our brand to that next level. And we are really just expanding marketing counts. We're expanding our team. We're expanding where we're where our reach is. We're expanding the podcast, the Marketing Counts podcast. And we're really just trying to just take things to that next level. Um, one of the core things, ways we're doing that is through our Marketing Counts Club, which is a monthly membership where people can come into the club, ask us questions twice per month, and they're able to get some live answers from myself and my business partner. And so that's actually, that club has given us the ability to scale and reach as many entrepreneurs as we can um, under one roof in one one club. And so we're excited for that. And we're going to be focusing hard on a couple uh, new events we're doing in 2020 and, uh, and future years to come. So the events and the club are two of the things that Marketing Counts we're, we're really focused on. Sounds like exciting times ahead. Paul, listen, thank you so much for your time today. We really do appreciate it. Just to recap, how can we find out more about you? Yeah, so you can visit us online at marketingcounts.com. So that's marketingcounts.com. And counts is C-O-U-N-T-S, just like it sounds. So that's marketingcounts.com. And you can get all the latest updates on what we're doing. We're constantly updating our website and kind of making it the foundational piece for our business and our brand. 